Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host, Derek, and we are back for episode number 58 today. And it is Saturday, so we are having another State of Decay 2 episode. So it's going to be a great episode. It wasn't the episode I originally planned, so we'll get into that in a second. But today's episode will be another Legacy Guide. We're going to do the Trader Legacy Guide. And basically, after today's episode, the only one we're missing is the Warlord. So, uh, rest assured that if you are a fan of the Warlord, I will do a Warlord Legacy Guide at some point in the future. Just that will be the last one we do. So, today's will be the Trader Legacy. And kind of like the other two Legacy episodes, basically we're going to talk about the things that are unique to the Trader. And we're going to talk about the missions of the Trader and whether the missions kind of work uh, story-wise, whether the missions work uh, mechanic-wise. And things like that. But I can announce what was supposed to potentially be today's episode. Basically, for a couple of reasons. Pretty much, uh, one, I didn't have the time to plan it out as much as I wanted to before today. And secondly, the panel of guests I planned on having, we couldn't make the times work so we could all be on this episode. But... Basically, this is the last episode of the year, and I did want to end it with uh, something special. Instead, what's going to happen is the first episode of next year will be the something special. So today will be kind of a normal episode. Uh, I do apologize about that, but we're still having an episode at least. And the first episode of next year will be a basically year in review episode for State of Decay. But also, in addition to that... It's going to be the first annual State of Decay Awards show. And I'm really excited about this. This is something that I uh, planned personally. And I did get input from a couple of people in the community on um, what they think should be nominated. So I have asked around a little bit. But for the most part, this is uh, something that I kind of took on. And I'm going to try and do very well. And basically how that's going to work is... Next Saturday's episode will be the State of Decay Awards show nominations, and then the week after that will be the results. So we're going to have a show with the nominations and a show with the results. And the plan at the moment is to have a different panel for each show. So I already have the panel planned for the nomination show. I won't say who yet, just in case something, you know, happens and somebody has to out last second. I don't want people to get excited about, oh, wow, this person's going to be on the panel. So I won't announce who, but there are a panel of three other guests that are supposed to be joining me on the nomination show. So if you know, you're listening to that show next week and there only ends up being three guests or something, that just means that someone has something come up. But these are all guests that are in the State of Decay community, and uh, I think there'll be some familiar voices. So there'll be some voices that you've heard of the podcast before. So stay tuned to that. It should be a very fun show. And as far as the awards results show, I don't have the panel um, officially booked for that yet, but I do have ideas who I want to be on the panel. So I will begin working on that soon. But basically the awards show, it's going to be 16 different categories that you can vote on. And I will have a ballot made up and released. So by the time the awards show nomination show is ready, there will be a ballot to go along with that, and you just um, can go vote in the ballot and cast your vote for what you want to win awards. There'll be categories like the best vehicle, your favorite vehicle, um, your favorite melee weapon, things like your favorite map in the game, 
So different things like that. But there's also going to be some categories that you can recognize people in the community too. There's going to be categories like uh, streamer of the year or community member of the year, things like that. So, you know, start thinking about um, what things you might like and hopefully what you um, is your favorites will be on the nomination list because each category will have between four and eight nominations on there. I believe there's only one category that has eight nominations. Most of the categories have about five or so, but a couple of them had to extend to seven just because there's a lot of worthy nominees for it. So between four and eight nominations per category. But that's what's coming next week, and I'm very excited to announce that. I apologize that it wasn't this episode, but um, schedule and time-wise, it just didn't work out to do it this time. So it'll be on next week's show. In terms of next episode, that will officially be the next episode. Um, this The month of January will be a bit lower on episodes again, I think. And uh, one reason for that is because usually if I was doing a Wednesday episode next week, I will be starting to plan the episode over the weekend. I would um, record it probably on a Monday and then I would edit on a Tuesday. That's kind of how the schedule usually works for me. So I come up with what I'm going to do on the weekend. I would record the episode on Monday. I edit on Tuesday and then it releases on Wednesday. That's kind of how I try to make that work. But this whole weekend, I'm going to be gone out of town to New York. I'm going to be visiting family, and I don't get to visit family in New York a lot, so uh, that'll be kind of a nice holiday thing. And I won't be arriving back home until late Monday, so basically by the time I got back Monday, the turnaround is just kind of quick for me to actually uh, get an episode out on Wednesday. If I didn't have to work too, that'd be a little bit different, but um, basically I get back late Monday and then Tuesday I have to go back to work. So because I have to work again on Tuesday, it's just too quick of a turnaround. If I had Tuesday off, I might be able to make the turnaround happen, but um, with working Tuesday as well, it just makes it really tough turnaround and I wouldn't be able to do it. So next Wednesday, there won't be an episode, but there will be the State of Decay Awards nomination show next Saturday. and then. I will announce here on the podcast that Undead Trials 3 is coming in January. That is the next event we are doing as a community. We aren't ready to release any dates yet. Um, The dates will come soon. But we are ready to announce that it will be in Daybreak once again. So Undead Trials 1 was in Daybreak. Undead Trials 2 was in the base game. For Undead Trials 3, we're going back to Daybreak again. So um, stay tuned for that. You know, we're going to hopefully have some interesting changes to Undead Trials 1 and maybe some updates to make it a little bit more interesting. So that should be very fun. And like I said, the dates will be announced soon, potentially as soon as uh, next episode. So maybe in the nomination show, I will uh, announce the dates. So stay tuned for that. It should be um, a lot of fun and it's coming soon. But because Undead Trials 3 is in January, um, the Undead Trials events they do take up a little bit more time as an organizer than the Decay Fest events just because you have to monitor a lot more things. You know, I have to, myself, Sizzle and Dart, um, we basically have to monitor scoring. We have to monitor, okay, this person got eliminated. We have to schedule differently. So there's a lot more involvement in those events than there is in the Decay Fest events because the Decay Fest events are more just a celebration. So it's a lot more, I don't want to say hands off, but it's a lot more in the lines of that because basically with the K-Fest events, we 
basically celebrate with a bunch of other streamers and we just stream the game. We uh, celebrate whatever came out. So like if Daybreak came out, we celebrate that. We celebrate Zed Hunter coming out like the other two events we did. And it's more about celebrating. So essentially, once the schedule is made for that, unless something last minute happens where something someone has to drop out, there's not a ton of hands on during the event. The Undead Trials events, there's a lot of hands-on uh, work in the background during the event. So, uh, for that reason, I won't be able to do an episode um, probably towards the end of the month. So that kind of gives you a clue when Undead Trials is going to happen. But um, towards the end of the month, I might not be able to do a Wednesday episode. There will be a State of the Cat episode on Saturday, though. Don't worry, I'm going to make sure that gets out there. So... We will have our State of the Cat episode every Saturday of January, just the Wednesday episodes. I can probably guarantee a Wednesday episode on the 9th and the 16th of January. But other than the 9th and 16th, those are the only two Wednesdays I can probably guarantee an episode. Um, the rest of January, we might not have one. So basically, um, it's looking like we're going to have six episodes in January. So four State of the Cat episodes each on a Saturday, and then two Wednesday episodes about other games. So. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what those games will be yet, but we'll um, take a look at that as soon as possible. So that's kind of what's coming in January. You know, a lot of great things for the State of the Cake community, and I'm really excited for it. And I'm excited to have a you know nice, fresh year where we can hopefully expand on the community even more. Because I really love this community, and I want to do all I can to help support it. So I'm really excited for the new year, and I'm excited for uh, what Undead Labs brings to the game. And I'm excited for what we can do as a community to actually support that. And I will mention that I did do a Christmas Eve stream. I will uh, try to do another stream on Monday the 31st when I get back. Just like I said, I won't be arriving back until later in the day. So I might not be able to do it, but I'm going to try to. So um, that's the next time I'm going to possibly be streaming. Because like I said, I'll be out of town all weekend. But... If you need to get a hold of me still, I will still have access to Discord and things on my phone. So um, you can always get in touch with me still. I'll still be able to converse with everyone. And then last but not least, in terms of news, you know, I just want to say it's been a great year. I really appreciate all of you listening to the podcast. So thank you so much to every listener out there. Whether this is your first episode, whether this is your 58th episode, you've listened to every single one. I really appreciate you for listening, so thank you very much for listening. It means a lot that you actually support me and you support the show. So thank you so much. It means a lot, and I can't say that enough. So I hope in the new year you continue to support, and the show is not going to stop. So I'm really excited for the new year and to see where we can go from here. We'll keep coming out with more State of the K content, and we'll keep um, sprinkling in other games as much as we can. But this will, uh, in the new year, this will still be a State of Decay show first, and then other games will be sprinkled in as we can. But we will be doing more Generation Zero coverage in the new year. We will be doing uh, at least one more episode on Vigor in the new year. That's probably going to be closer to February when Vigor officially is supposed to launch. We'll be covering the next Sea of Thieves update when that comes. They're supposed to have a uh, DLC for the arena, basically. So we'll cover that. So that's basically three episodes you can look forward to right there. Potentially more than three if you count Generation Zero, because I'll probably cover a lot of episodes in that, I'm thinking. We'll see if I like the game enough, but so far I have. 
There's a game called Scavengers that um, was shown at the Game Awards show that I'm very interested in. So that game I might feature on the podcast at some point. Um, I'm potentially still looking into Subnautica. I know I mentioned in the podcast a while back that I might get into that. I just unfortunately didn't have the funds anywhere between then and now, so or the time to play it. But I am still possibly looking into that. And another game that I'm looking into that's on sale right now is Moonlighter. So you might hear some Moonlighter on the podcast. And then Forza, I know we were supposed to talk about the DLC for that. That is still something that I'm considering talking about in the future, but that podcast might be canceled uh, altogether. So if you do want to hear about the Forza DLC that came out, then let me know and I can try and uh, push that forward a little more. But... Uh, as of now, it may or may not happen in the future. And then honestly, um, I've been getting back into the Darwin Project lately, so I might actually revive the Darwin Project for one more episode. It's been a long time since I talked about it, and I pretty much said that because of download numbers, um, it's been a long time since I've talked about it in the podcast, but I might um, bring it back for one more episode because I have been enjoying some of the changes in that, so... I think there's enough changes in Darwin Project that I can kind of talk about in the podcast again and talk about the changes. So that might be a future podcast here as well. But that's kind of, you know, what you can look forward to in 2019 a little bit. Just a little bit of a taste. Um, of course, that's only a small taste. You know, it, the year is a long time, so uh, we're going to have a lot more than that. But that's just um, kind of some things that are on my mind right now. So those are some potential podcasts you can look forward to. And anyone that's tuning in, you know, strictly for the Trader Legacy Guide content, I do apologize. I know this has been a little bit long of an intro. Um, usually it's not this long, but because this is the last show of the year, I did want to kind of give a more of a look forward to the next year. So um, that is why this intro is a little bit longer, because I want to give a little bit more of a look forward to the audience. That way they know, okay. This is what's coming up, and this is what I can look forward to. So uh, I apologize to anyone that's a little bit annoyed by that. I'm sure that there's someone out there that's like, ah, oh, man, I just want to hear about the Trader Legacy. Like, come on, come on. So um, I'll try to put in the show notes a timestamp for anyone in the future that wants to just go to the Trader Legacy stuff, and that's it. But that being said, let's dig into the Trader Legacy. So first, we're going to talk about what's unique to the Trader. So... Unique to the trader, we have some large facilities. We have the Trade Depot, which is their leader project. That's the project that you have to build for the trader leader to complete your legacy. And this summons traders that you can buy and sell items to. So that is very handy. Um, it's honestly one of the most useful leader facilities that there are, like out of the out of the ones that are specific to other leaders. I really love using this. It's been a little while since I've used it just because I've been um I've been in smaller bases lately, so I haven't had the room in my base to put this in there, but if you have a base big enough to build this, then it is definitely worth your time because the trade depot, you can get any kind of rucksack you want by just calling in that type of trader. You can get um extra meds if you need them. It's just really handy because you can basically call any type of trader you want for, I think it's 100 influence, and they just come straight to your door. You don't have to go search them or anything, and you can just buy whatever you want. And you can also sell stuff to them, too, and get influence back. So it's very, very handy. Also, a large facility unique to the trader is the Farm Level 3. 
and this provides you with a plus four food per day. So basically, your farm level three, it's just more food per day, and it's an upgrade that's only available to the trader leaders. So that is kind of handy. Um, I don't typically use the farm level three just because I can get by with the hydroponics, but um, it is handy to have that as an option. So I have used it, you know, once or twice, and it is a handy option to have. But um, typically, I stick with hydroponics and just use some compost bins. But it is nice to have the options available. And then the small facility that's unique to the trader, this is one that I actually do use a lot. And basically, anytime I get jugs and ethanol, they go straight to this. And it's still level two. Why it's so valuable is it allows you to make luxury items, which you can then sell to traders and other survivor enclaves. So basically, the still level two, it allows you to make bottles of whiskey or bottles of homemade liquor, basically. And what you do is you take your jugs of ethanol and then you have to wait. I think it's 20 minutes as a timer, but it converts it into a tradable item. And then basically you can take that tradable item. You can go to a trader and get influence for it. And that is a nice revenue stream for influence, basically. So the still level two is something that's very great for the trader leaders. And that combined with the trade depot is one of the reasons that the trader leader is probably my favorite. Um, it just has a lot of options for you to kind of replenish your stock and gain influence. So that's why I think the trader leader is one of the most sustainable leaders there is. That's pretty much it for the things unique to the trader. So now we can kind of get into the trader legacy missions themselves. And the trader legacy missions, there's actually only three of them. So it has the least amount of legacy missions of all the leaders. Uh, the warlord, I believe, is eight. The trader has three. And then the Sheriff and the Builder, I believe, have four and five, I remember right. So the Trader does have the least amount of Legacy Missions, but they do pack some punch because um, we'll get to it when we get to it. But the last mission especially, I will say up front that the final mission of the Trader Legacy is my favorite mission in the entire game. And that is not hyperbole or a joke or anything like that. It, the final mission of the Trader Legacy Guide is literally my favorite mission in the entire game. There's no mission I like more than that mission. So uh, we will get to that in a little bit, but it's a really fun mission. But the first mission you have is called the Broker. And essentially, before you even start this mission, like all the other Legacy missions, you have to destroy all the play cards in your town first, because if you don't do that, you can't actually start the mission. So... First of all, you have to destroy all the play cards in your town. So usually this means um, about 10. It can be anywhere from 9 play cards to 12 play cards, I think is the max. So, um, But 10 is about the average that you see. So make sure you destroy all those play cards. You'll know that you're um, done with them because your characters will say when they approach the last one, oh, wow, it looks like the Blood Plague is you know about to be defeated or... Oh, it looks like this is the last heart. It'll say something along those lines to let you know it's the last heart. Once that last heart is destroyed, you have to return to your base and you have to talk to members of your community and basically t celebrate that the blood plague is done. And once you do that, your leader mission will pop up and the broker is the first mission. So basically the broker is essentially what it sounds like. You're trying to broker trade deals between other enclaves. Your leader will radio out to anyone that's in need of supplies, and basically right after that, somebody's going to reply and say, 
oh, hey, I, I need this. Um, it could be like cigarettes. It could be um, entertainment items. I think it can vary basically what the item is, um, but they're going to say, I need this type of item in return for this. So one of the examples that I found is um, I need cigarettes and I'll trade some hygiene products in return for that. And then basically your character is going to tell them, oh, I think I know somebody that has that. So then you go talk to them and basically they will tell you, oh, I have that, but I actually want this. I don't want hygiene items. So then you have to go to a third group and talk to them. So basically, when you talk to the third group, they're going to have what the second group wants, but they're going to have needs that the first group can provide. So the second group isn't going to be able to provide what they want. The first group would be able to provide that. So that's why you have to basically get the groups together and you kind of broker a three-way trade where everyone gets what they want. So basically, after talking to the third leader, a circle trade will take place and the mission will be complete with you getting a luxury item from each enclave as a reward. So basically you get some luxury items as a reward. All of the enclaves get the items they want and everyone's happy. And this is a really interesting mission, honestly. It's a great first mission for the trader because this is exactly what you think a trader will be doing. And story-wise, I think it's very cool. You know, you're basically helping other groups um, work together. Uh, Mechanic-wise and gameplay-wise, I think it's also a very good mission because... It, you know, causes you to go around the map a little bit and go to different groups and um, kind of make them work together. So I think this is a well-designed mission, and I really like how this turned out. So I have absolutely no complaints with this mission at all. Um, it's basically exactly what you think a trader will be doing, and it works both story-wise and gameplay-wise, I think. So the second mission is called Greed, and basically once you help the three enclaves, a survivor from a fourth group will contact you and they'll say that they have concerns about one of the enclaves you help. And basically they're going to make the claim that the enclave that is in question is planning to attack you at the train summit and take everything from you or take everything from everyone in that sense. And basically you have two choices in this particular option. You can either tell the survivor that you'll try to talk some sense into this group or you can promise that they'll pay for what they're planning to do. So if you say that um, they'll pay for what they're planning to do, that group immediately turns hostile. If you say that you'll try to talk some sense to them, you have to go talk to that group, which I do recommend this option. That way it uh, gives you more of a full mission. But you basically go talk to them, and I believe they try to play coy. I'm trying to remember back, but I think they try to play coy and act like they don't really know anything. And when you get there to talk to them, you can either threaten them or you can offer to help them get what they want without them needing to read. That's right, too, yeah, because they basically tell you, well, we really need this stuff, and that's why we're taking things, and that's why we plan to take things. So essentially, you can either threaten them, or you can basically go get them what they need, that way they don't have to read for it. And if you choose to threaten them, then they become hostile and you have to kill them. But if you choose to help them then basically they apologize for what they're planning to do and tell you that they're really desperate for this item and they send you to go get that for them and basically this mission will just end when you either give this um enclave that was planning an attack you either kill them or you give them the item they want so basically it, it's sort of a ransom mission that is really enti entwined very well into the trader storyline 
because essentially when you break it down to what the end goal is, the end goal is either A, you kill these people, or B, you give them the items they want. So that's essentially what the item breaks down to on the base, base level. But the way the story is intertwined in here, I think it's really well done because you have this... um tip from a fellow survivor that is telling you hey these people aren't the best people they're trying to plan an attack on you they're trying to take everything and then you have to either choose to try to work with these people and go talk it out with them or you have to choose to just take them out and kill them so that is uh the player's choice to make personally speaking i wasn't going to be ransomed for items and i just killed them because in my view, and it's fine if anyone listening to this disagrees, you know, that's why the choice is there. But in my view, I mean, these people are basically raiding people and planning to take things from people that isn't theirs. And that's not OK. And on top of that, basically, they cop to it. They say, oh, yeah, we were we were planning this, but we really need this item. Do you want to go get it for us? Now, then we want to take it. So. To me, that doesn't really make sense because either A, they were going to take the item or B, they're making you get the item for them. So that didn't really sit well with me. And that's basically just a ransom to me. So to me, I wasn't going to take lightly to their threats and I just killed them. But if you feel differently, then um, I'd actually be interested to hear, you know, why you feel the other side of it. You know, why you felt um, more inclined to help them. So if anyone felt more inclined to help them, then, you know, um, get in touch with me and let me know, because I'm curious to hear your story and your story isn't wrong. That's why the two choices are there. Just for my personal taste, um, that's the route that I took. So basically, in terms of story, I think this is a well-designed story mission. I think it really fits with the trader because you might have someone, you know, trading out in the apocalypse world that doesn't think in the same sense that you do. So I think this um, definitely does work because there's going to be people out there that want to just take everything and they don't want to have to deal with trading. So I think this is a really good mission in terms of story. And in terms of gameplay and mechanics, um, I think this is pretty cool, actually. And I think it works gameplay mechanic wise as well, because it's something a little bit different from the first mission. You know, you're getting a tip from someone and you have to decide how to handle that. And then once you decide how to handle that, you have to make another choice of whether to um, basically give items to these people or to kill them. And I think having that choice involved really puts you into um, what a trader type of leader would have to do. And it really puts you into their mindset. So I think this is a really good story mission. So I think this is a really good mission in terms of gameplay mechanics as well. So honestly, um, both trader missions so far, great in terms of gameplay great in terms of mechanics and story and i've already said earlier the last one's my favorite mission of the entire game so basically that tells you that the entire trader legacy in my opinion is the best legacy in terms of missions um it only has three missions but the fact that it has the lowest amount of missions um these missions really pack a punch and i think these missions were well designed these missions were well thought out and i think they work very very well so if i was ranking the ones we've done so far we haven't done a warlord episode but uh the trader would be the number one legacy in terms of you know missions in terms of fun for the player 
second would be the sheriff, and third would be the builder. Um, if you remember the builder episode, uh, I wasn't too high on some of the builder missions. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, then feel free to do so, but I explain why in that episode. But last but not least, my favorite mission in the entire game, and the last mission of the Trader Legacy, is called the Summit. And basically with this mission, you're going to get a mission where your character is going to radio out to all the other ones that are involved in your trading group. And they're going to basically tell them, okay, this is a neutral location we can meet. It's always going to be the same type of building in each map, but that building is in a different location in each map. But it's essentially like a very large warehouse building. And then once all the enclaves agree, then you head over to the location that you picked out. And you need to talk to each leader individually. There's going to be three of them, I believe. But afterwards, they'll all wonder if they can hear something before an enclave will radio in to tell you they're planning on taking everything you brought to the summit. So basically, you're going to hear, like, clues that, hmm, maybe there's somebody else here. And then you're going to get a radio call saying, hey, uh, just so you know, we're, we're here to take everything from you. And three hostile survivors will make their way towards you. They're all going to be armed with guns. So this is going to be a fight that um, you definitely want to gear up for a little bit because there's another part to this mission afterwards that is equally um, difficult in some senses. So you're going to want to have some good gear with you and you're going to want to be ready with, you know, lots of bullets, everything, because these three people are going to come at you with guns. You're going to have to kill them. But then after you kill them, that's where this mission is just getting started because then you have to talk to one of the Enclave leaders and they're going to tell you, Oh, we can hear hordes of zombies in the distance. And then you have to defend the Trade Summit site for three minutes from zombie attacks. So you're going to have Screamers, Bloaters, and... So during this fight, you're going to have Screamers, Bloaters, uh, Armored Zombies. There will be at least one Juggernaut showing up. I don't remember a lot of Ferals, but you might get a Feral or two during that. I don't remember a lot of Ferals during that um, siege, basically. But once that three-minute timer ends, then you have to clear the area of remaining zombies. And then you have to talk to one of the Enclave leaders again after everything is cleared. And then basically at that point, the mission's complete and your community legacy is over. But uh, the, the Summit mission is just a lot of fun in all senses. I mean, storyline, gameplay, mechanics, everything works very, very well with it. and. What's really cool about it is that you're here for this trade summit meeting. You're basically meeting with these three leaders. And then all of a sudden, you know, this other group, they're like, hey, we're going to ambush you. So you have to kill them and, you know, kind of defend against that ambush. Kill off those three survivors. And you think, okay, phew, we just defended this ambush. We're good. We can now have our trading meeting. We're all set. But then, oh, no. There's actually a horde of zombies that came after all that gunfire. And it makes sense because after all the gunfire that was ensuing in that battle, it makes sense why a horde of zombies would come. So a horde of zombies come at you and you have to defend against that horde of zombies for three minutes. So it's like another challenge that you have to do with your little team of survivors because you have basically yourself and your three other friends from the enclaves. And you have to defend against this horde of zombies. You're going to have screamers, armored zombies... Uh, at least one juggernaut, maybe a feral or two. I can't remember on the ferals, but you have to defend against that horde of zombies. And then when that's done, you can talk to the other leaders and you're all set and mission's over. So it's just a really fun mission because it kind of combines 
everything that's great about these missions and puts it all in one. Because uh, the Builder Legacy, they had a horde like this. The Sheriff Legacy, they had some missions where you had to kill some people. But this combines it all into one mission. And it's a perfect mission in my eyes. So I really wish that we could do the Summit mission without ending the Legacy. Because I love this mission so much, I will probably replay it over and over again. Just the problem is that like my main leader is a traitor, for example. But I don't want to end my legacy. So I can never do this mission unless I use a different community. Because if I did this mission, it ends my legacy. And that's unfortunate because I do want to play this mission more. But unfortunately for me, if I play this mission, my legacy is over. And I want to keep my legacy going. So that particular community I'm referencing, um, I want to keep that community going and never stop that community. So I would have to play a whole new community just to do this mission. Which is unfortunate because I do want to play it with the community that I have right now. But it's honestly an amazing mission. And in terms of story, gameplay, mechanics, um, I really think anyone who plays this mission is going to love it. It's a lot of fun. I have heard some people say it's too difficult. Which, again, I would definitely recommend bring your top level guns. Um, bring some health packs. You know, basically bring everything that you need for a huge fight and keep that on you because you're going to need it. But as long as you do that um, with some practice, I feel like you can get this. And if anyone is having trouble beating this mission, then just let me know and I'd be happy to jump in and help you out. So, but if anyone needs the help, I'll be happy to jump in and help you finish this mission. Because honestly, it is probably the most difficult mission in the game um, for people that are very experienced at the game it's still not that difficult but i can see why for newer players or players that don't have established communities that this could be a difficult mission in some senses but that's pretty much all we have for the trader legacy so i'm so happy with the trader legacy missions um definitely the best legacy of all the legacies and we do have to cover the warlord but i will spoil ahead of time that I don't like the Warlord Legacy more than the Traitor. We'll kind of get into my thoughts on the Warlord Legacy when we get to that episode, but that will be coming um, hopefully in January sometime. But that being said, our next episode, once again, is going to be next Saturday. It will be a State of Decay Awards Show nomination special. So the first annual State of Decay Awards Show will have all of our nominations. We'll talk through them with our panel. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll also serve as like a year interview show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. And the Saturday after that will be the State of Decay Awards results. So that should be a fun show as well. I also want to mention again that we are going to be lacking a little bit in January on Wednesday shows. I will do a Wednesday podcast on the 9th and 16th of January. But other than those two days, I'm not sure if there's going to be another Wednesday episode. Just because um, Undead Trials 3 is going to be coming. And this uh, next week, I will just be getting back from out of town later. And I probably won't have time to do an episode this next Wednesday. So hopefully in February, we can get back to seven episodes in the month. But in January, we're looking like we're going to have six episodes for the month. As I said, Undead Trials 3 is coming in January. The dates aren't released yet. They'll be released soon. But we're going to be heading back to Daybreak once again. So... Uh, start practicing some daybreak if you want to play that 
we will open this to everyone. So I will at least announce that, that it's going to be open to everyone. So start practicing some Daybreak, and uh, we can't wait to have you play another Trials 3. And then in terms of streaming, I'm going to try to stream on the 31st, but I can't guarantee it right now. It depends on how late I actually get back from out of town, but I'm going to try and stream on the 31st. But that's uh, pretty much all the news. Uh, that's the Trader Legacy Guide. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I know it was a bit longer in terms of the kind of news stuff and kind of um, outlook towards 2019. But that is because it's the last episode of the year. So that's why I wanted to talk more about what's coming in 2019 on a bigger scale. But thank you once again, everyone, for supporting me this whole year. You know podcast has been around for about nine months now and it's been a great nine months and i've enjoyed every month of it so thank you very much but if you want to find the podcast obviously you already know how to because you're listening to me right now but if you want to listen to it on a different platform that you're listening to right now we are on a facebook group we are on youtube we are on podbean blueberry radio public or of course on Apple Podcasts, which is uh, basically what iTunes is called now for podcast. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcast, and I'm happy to announce we're actually on Spotify as well. So if you do listen on Spotify, you can find us there as well now. So I'm very happy to announce that. So go check us out on Spotify if you use Spotify. We are not on iHeartRadio yet. I'm still trying to work on that one. So. That's the only major one that we're not on that I'm trying to work on, um, but hopefully we get on there soon. But we are on Spotify now, so definitely check us out there as well if you like Spotify. In terms of contacting me, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me via Twitter or my Xbox Gamer tag. That's going to be at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. That is the same for my gamertag and Twitter handle. You can also get in touch with me on my Discord. The Discord will be in the show notes. Uh, I'm always available on Discord. Even if it shows me as do not disturb, just send me a message and I'll still reply to it. So I just mostly leave it on do not disturb just to um, get rid of a lot of notifications. But if you send me a message on there, then I will get back to it as soon as possible. And then, of course, we do have a Facebook group and a YouTube to be honest with you, not a lot is happening with the Facebook group and the YouTube right now. Essentially, it's just another place you can listen to the podcast, but not a ton of hap- is happening with it at the moment. Uh, hopefully, in the new year, we can try and do some more with that stuff. But yeah, that's basically it for this episode. So I hope you all enjoyed it. I really appreciate everyone listening, and thank you so much, everyone, for such a great year. It's been a great year in 2018, and I can't wait for 2019. So thank you very much, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you once again for listening to The Blaze Experience.